and welcome to Family Health and Wellness podcast series called Parenting Tips, geared to parents and professionals working with families. Family Health and Wellness is a part of the National Extension System, which provides research-based information and is a program of Cornell Cooperative Extension of Suffolk County in New York. My name is Rory McNish, the host of this series, which will showcase family health and wellness educators who are experts in their field of child development, positive parenting practices, nutrition and health. Our goal is to help adults make research-informed decisions for themselves and their families. I'm pleased to welcome Nancy Olson Harbick, who is joining us today to talk about how overindulgence can interfere with raising responsible kids. Nancy has been a human development specialist with CCE since 1985 and specializes in increasing the knowledge base of parents and understanding their children in order to create and maintain family wellness and decrease family stress. Hi, Rory. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad to have you on again. This is uh, this is good. It's good always stuff going on here. Thanks. It's always fun. Um, and I'm really glad to be here today because I'm going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, and that is raising children who turn into responsible adults. But if we indulge them too much, Rory, it really does interfere with their character development. So we should avoid indulging them? I mean, sometimes that's fun. I know, I know. But the truth is, Rory, we live in an environment on Long Island that encourages all of us to overindulge, both adults and children. There are shopping opportunities at every turn in the road, restaurants on every corner, plentiful <laughs> entertainment, arts and sports activities to choose from, lots of ways to treat ourselves well. There are also many service providers for the tasks that we can't seem to find time for and don't like to do like house cleaning, lawn care, car maintenance. Um, some disposable income is all it takes to slip into a little overindulgence. And Long, Island's, Long Islanders are more likely to have this disposable income than families in other parts of the country. Those who can't afford to, and unfortunately many who can't, treat themselves and their children very well. But are we also using the necessary restraint to avoid spoiling our kids? Is there such a thing as too much of a good thing? Well, no one sets out to raise spoiled brat kids, that's for sure. But you do see some around, I guess. Um, I think many pa parents believe that if they're, if they're able, why not make children's lives as happy and, and comfortable as possible? That's a very good question, Rory. Research into family life since the 1990s points to some very good reasons to try to stem the tide of entitlement flowing in the direction of children. Receiving too much, too soon, in conjunction with what's called over-nurturing, doing for children what they could do for themselves, seems to deter young human beings from developing good character traits like perseverance, helpfulness, cooperation, consideration for others, and it encourages self-centered attitudes and behaviors. And I will say this, we are all guilty of indulging our kids to some extent. And it's our love for our children, which of course is a good thing, they can't have too much of that, that inclines us towards overindulgence and over-nurturing. So now how do parents know where that line is? How do they, you know, how do they know how much is too much? 
I really think that understanding what is important to your child's development at every stage helps parents stay on track. You know, what's reasonable to expect from a child in terms of, say, chores or self-care? What toys and activities help to support the learning they need to do now as opposed to later? How can you tell the difference between normal frustration intolerance and tantrums that become a habitual behavior in order to get what they want? By attending parent education workshops, reading and looking for opportunities to be around other families with children their children's ages to compare notes with, parents can learn a great deal about supporting their child's growth and development in healthy ways. So you're saying that if parents learn about what is typical and expected behaviors at different ages, they can gauge what they do better? That's right, Rory. It really starts very early with empowering young children to do what they can for themselves. You know, even a three-year-old can bring their finished dish to the sink. Four-year-olds can dress themselves if the clothing we purchase is simple. I encourage parents to look closely at the level of service they provide to their children. Yes, they need our help, but doing for them constantly sends the message to them that they are not very competent. Put the paper towels where they can reach them themselves to clean up their messes. Create organized toy storage areas so that they can put things away in the place that they belong. Expect young children to contribute to the family and their own self-care, and that will teach them life skills and build their confidence. Now that makes sense. Um, hey, let's spend a little time talking about families buying too much for their kids. I've certainly visited homes where the kids seem to own all the latest toys. Yeah, me too. Um, our message to parents is always to watch the spending. Believe me, um, and I know you know this too, Rory, there are mm -hmm. many expenses ahead in family oh, life. Oh, yeah. Um, college, retirement, <laughs> that will require that parents have saved money now. You know, the hottest new toy rarely stays hot for very long. If you are wanting to treat your child to something fun, experiences like purchasing tickets to the aquarium are almost always a better investment of your money and in your child than buying a toy. A small collection of good toys, you know, things like balls and blocks and trucks, dolls and puppets, you know, those give young children tools for learning and exploring and play. And you should add to that collection with things like board games and bikes and sporting equipment as the child's ages. However, a huge collection of toys at any given age gathered through parents buckling under the pressure of demanding children can create storage chaos in a home and actually result in poorer quality play and concentration. There's just too much. Yeah, and I can play see play is very important to kids. It really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. No, I can see that for sure. I think my brother and I mostly got uh, toy gifts at birthdays or holidays. You know, really, that was true in the family that I grew up in also, Rory. Um, and when that's true in a family, children have to learn how to wait for that holiday or birthday to arrive for that special toy. And that's really good practice in this thing called delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to make sure that we're sending adults into the world to understand that sometimes you have to delay your gratification. It's an important concept in adulthood when you must work towards your own goals. Learning how to wait 
and also experiencing the discipline it takes to save to make a purchase is good practice for later in life. The bottom line is that children rarely value and take good care of the possessions that they have when they have too many. Well, what about the issues of indulging kids by giving them things or experiences that maybe would be okay for like teenagers, but seem inappropriate for their age, you know, for, or for younger age kids? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of that, a lot of sort of pushing down mm-hmm. of experiences that perhaps when we were growing up were sort of allocated to true teenagers. And now we have um, much younger kids participating. So um, I have to tell you that I, I cringe when I hear about, you know, manicure birthday parties for yeah. five-year-olds oh, um, or parents purchasing one of those miniature ride-on electric cars that mm. cost hundreds of dollars <laughs> um, for a preschooler. Yeah. I'm going to watch you, Roy. You're not buying <laughs> that for your new grandson. <laughs> I want to. I no, want no, to. No, no, no. <laughs> um, because you have to ask the question, what exactly are we rushing for? Right. Why are we rushing? Right. Why should a preschooler drive? <laughs> yes. Preschoolers have to learn how to pour, not, not drive. <laughs> it may look cute, and that's a concern. I'm, I'm concerned we do some of these things because they look cute and we can take videos of them, mm-hmm. um, which is a big occupation for many families. Um, but if you really examine it, particularly you know, back to that car, it's often a remote control car for the parent. Right. Um, a yep. toy meeting the parent's needs more than the child's needs. And let's not forget computers. Expensive gadgets of the adult world, like smartphones and tablets, can offer some very appropriate games and stories, but they can also give children unlimited access to the internet before they are ready to deal with things like violence or sexually explicit materials that are really easy to find if you have unlimited, unsupervised access to your own um, smartphone or iPad or tablet. Again, knowing what is developmentally appropriate is very important. What kinds of toys and experiences help your child's development at his age right now and which kinds really should be offered later? So what's your best advice to parents on this topic? Yeah, I think, I think the thing that's, that's really hard is we all want to make our children happy. And um, we need to try hard to avoid that, that happiness trap. You know, when parents raise their kids in a way that spoils them, the rewards are really short-term and fleeting. The spoiled child is only happy until he sees the next thing he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being willing to say no when saying yes would not ultimately be in your child's best interest, even if it makes them unhappy at the moment, for you to say no is sometimes the right thing to do. Sometimes children are very loudly unhappy. We have to learn to cope with that. It's our job to keep the big picture in mind of what's good for them and what is not. So you're asking parents to be confident in their decisions when they say no. I am, Rory. Parents need to lead in their families. Children haven't yet learned the boundaries of budgets, boundaries of time, boundaries of money. 
or the way to weigh one member's needs in the family against the bigger picture of family needs. Mm-hmm. We haven't, they're not able to look at the overreaching goals of the family. What are our long-term goals? Um, they haven't been around for very long. That's, I always say to parents, right. you know, they've been on the earth a very short time and you have all the experience. Um, mm-hmm. So you need to, uh, you need to lead. Uh, It's the parent's job to set necessary limits, and it can be very hard. I do remind parents that they will be very unhappy if they don't learn how to set limits because it can be miserable living with spoiled kids, and that ultimately results in a negative attitude towards parenting. So parents who live with kids who are overindulged often are very resentful and very short-tempered. And that impacts their children much more seriously than losing out on some new stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, do not do for your children what they can do for themselves. You're robbing them of the opportunity to learn skills and build self-reliance and attitudes that are important to being a responsible student, a responsible worker, and ultimately a responsible spouse and parent themselves. Sometimes parents are just trying to get through the moment, though, and it's very hard to always be thinking ahead to, to who this little person's going to be in 10 or 20 years, right? I mean, absolutely, Rory. We've all been there. Keeping the long view in mind is challenging when our natural inclination is to want to please our children. And certainly a little overindulgence once in a while spreads joy in their hearts and ours. But a steady diet of overindulgence is no gift at all. One of the most frequently cited causes of overindulgence stems from parents doing too much for their children and not expecting enough of them. Fetching for them, serving them is not a good idea. Not being taught the skills of everyday living can limit children's ability to function at age-appropriate levels. By expecting children to complete self-care tasks and to help with household chores, parents equip children with the skills to function independently in the outside world. And last but not least, over-nurturing often includes being the entertainment director, training our children to believe that every minute should be filled and that you will provide or help them find interesting things to do. Children also need to time to themselves, to switch off from the bombardment coming from the outside world, to daydream, pursue their own thoughts, and discover personal interests and gifts. Boredom can provide just the right stimulus for creativity and problem solving, or can be just downtime that's good for kids' overstimulated brains. I know when my, uh, my nephews come to me and they're like, I'm bored. I go, yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> and they don't know how to react to that. Now, Nancy, you have any final comments, things that you want parents to really remember? As a matter of fact, I do worry. Nothing substitutes for our love and affection. Express love and affection to your children with your focused attention with devoting time to really listening to them, their good news, but also their concerns and complaints too, and make a conscious effort to stay connected to them through shared routines and rituals like bedtime book reading. Try to have at least one meal a day together, 
as a family, try to share their interests and invite them to share yours. They will not remember what you bought them, but they will remember how you made them feel. They may not thank you for requiring them to clean their own messes up and to help around the house, but they will value eventually the skills mm -hmm. and attitudes towards work that they learned. Avoid overindulgence as a way of life for your children. And then when you want to indulge them a little bit, it'll be okay. It's like chocolate cake. Having a piece occasionally is a treat and a fabulous indulgence. Eating a cake every day can lead to health problems. Everything in moderation, Rory. All right, well, don't grandparents have like a, a overindulgence free card though? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, we have a birthday to go to tonight, a two-year-old, my two-year-old grandson. So I, this is great because I've, I've learned so much doing these podcasts with you guys. I wish I, you know, I could start over again. I'd have the bestest family and the bestest kids. Uh, but you like, do, Rory. Perfect. I know your children. You do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Nancy, for, for giving us this information today. And thank you for making these podcasts fun all the time, Rory. All right. See you soon, okay? Okay. Bye-bye. That's our podcast on overindulgence. Thank you for listening. We would love to hear your comments about today's topic. You can email us at jsj79 at cornell.edu or nancy directly at no18 at cornell.edu. You can also get more information on this topic and many others by visiting our website at ccesuffolk.org forward slash family dash health dash and dash wellness. Thanks again.